You're listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast, fortunate enough to be partnered by BetMGM. All right, Aaron, here's the deal. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live, but for our Arizona audience, you will get up to $100 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. Again, make sure you use bonus code PHNX. Check out the show notes for full details, and you might say, where, what, what should I bet on? You should bet on the University of Arizona basketball this coming year or Aaron's Yukon Huskies as well. That would have worked out well for you in the NCAA tournament. Now let's uh, check out the show notes for full details. And now let's listen to Shane with the disclaimer. Disclaimer 21 plus to wager. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. All right, Aaron. A lot of people, let's get right to it. First of all, how you doing, my guy? What's it? What's, how's life treating Aaron Torres? Everybody, every Arizona's uh, fan's favorite national reporter. Yeah, you say that all the time. Um, I appreciate it. You know, Tucson is Torres country. No big deal. Um, NBD. Man, you know, it's wild. All I'll say is uh, for us in our business, it's great how the offseason has now become this never ending content machine. Like, you know, I mean, it's now June and we still have dudes in the portal. I think Arizona's mostly set, but there's a lot of schools that are still trying to figure stuff out. You got guys reclassifying, guys decommitting late in the process. Um, you know, Caleb Love stuff happens late May. So I'm blown away. I mean, I think we talked about it even last time, but it wasn't that long ago. I mean, literally like three years ago that the season kind of ended and then maybe there'd be like kind of one five star that hadn't really committed right. yet. And then we were kind of just done with college sports until like media days in, in mid to late July. So we're at June 3rd. I don't feel like I've, I've had to dig deep into the well of offseason content yet. So it's unbelievable. Uh, oh, by the way, we'll probably get another, you know, another few weeks of realignment here before media days. So and it, I'm rambling already, but it's insane. The content machine, it just keeps rolling this time of year. Aaron, it makes our job a lot easier, and that's why we're appreciative of it. Like you said, we're not having to dive into our top five so-and-so favorite yeah. players of all time. we got incoming news all the time, and let's get, let's get right down to it. Caleb Love has been a uh, lightning rod for Arizona fans. I'm all in on the acquisition. I think that Arizona needs some guys like that, and I think he'll play pretty well under Tommy Lloyd. What say Aaron Torres? Well, my reaction, you know, when, when the initial – I think it was Eric Bossy who had the initial report of Gonzaga, Arizona, and Texas, I think it was. And I didn't really, when that report came out, I, I can't lie and say that I really felt the Arizona connection at that moment. But as time went on and, and when it became increasingly clear that it was a real uh, interest and that obviously Caleb Love ended up committing, I do think I came around on it a little bit from a few perspectives. Is one, um, you know, one, I, I, I think – Tommy Lloyd has kind of a unique sales pitch of like, dude, this is, this is it for you. Like, this is your last chance, you know, right. because like to, to even backtrack, like we all know the narrative around Caleb love is that he shoots too much. He doesn't listen and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, if you follow North Carolina, it seems like Hubert Davis's whole, uh, you know, his whole, right. he built the entire program this off season under the narrative of Caleb love was the problem last year 
we're going to be fine. Everybody, you know, other key players return, they, they re- revamp, whatever. So I bring it up because I think to, to use that as a jumping off point, to use uh, the Caleb Love narrative that he shoots too much in this and that. Um, I, I do think that, that Tommy Lloyd has a unique perspective where he can sit there and say, listen, this is your last shot. You thought you were one and done. It didn't work out. Took till the end of your sophomore year to really figure things out. Then you decide to come back. Doesn't work at Carolina. Can't whatever issue happened at Michigan happened at Michigan. How many more chances do you think you got at this? So I think there's that narrative. And then I think obviously, um, I, I don't think that Caleb Love commits if he doesn't feel confident in how he's going to be used. And I, I assume that Tommy Lloyd doesn't take him if he doesn't have the sign off of Jaden Bradley and Kylan Boswell as well. So is it a perfect pairing, you know, trio, whatever? I don't think it is. Uh, Bradley and Caleb Love have not been great three point shooters throughout their right. careers, but that stuff can be fixed. But I think when I peeled back the layers and sat there and said, you know what, this is really Caleb Love's last shot to get it right in college basketball. That's a that's a heavy hand and that's a that's a big card that Tommy Lloyd can play if necessary. What really sold me, though, Aaron, too, is when you look at his school list, I mean, you look at Gonzaga, that's a school that is 100 percent built off chemistry, obviously having good players. But, you know, they have a system right there. Gonzaga wanted him. Arizona wanted him. Texas wanted him. It wasn't like he was having to choose between Tulane and Arizona right here. You know, uh, he had some real options from some of the better schools in the country. And again, when you're dealing with Mark Few, especially, that's not a guy that's just taking somebody just to sign or, you know, to check off a box that we have a 17 point per game score so that that gave me a real uh that gave me some uh i guess comfort for lack of a better term the other schools that were recruiting them you're saying yeah just like when you look at gonzaga wanting him texas wanting him arizona wanting him it wasn't like arizona was this one kind of black sheep over here that uh, wanted him and nobody else did well and i think it plays into i think it's easy especially coming off this past season to um to talk about the negative that comes with Caleb Love, but there is like a very big upside that if it can be tapped into, it isn't a high, it isn't hyperbole to say, I, I don't think there was another guard in college basketball, or at least in the transfer portal this off season with a resume quite like that, you know, and it's right. because you look at, you know, transfer portal rankings and I do them and this and that. And it's like, I get the negative, but Ultimately, let's say you have a guard out of this conference or that conference that averaged 20 points a game that's committing to whatever school, right? Right. Um, and you're sitting there hoping that he can prove to play at the power conference level, hoping that he can step up in the NCAA tournament. We've literally seen Caleb Love do it. We've literally right. seen Caleb Love, and it's not hyperbole to say, it's some of the biggest shots in college basketball history. Right. He ended Coach K's career at the Final Four in New Orleans. Like, that is not hyperbole to say. So that's where I get excited if I'm an Arizona fan. And, and listen, again, we know the negatives. We know the narratives. We know this and that. But if it clicks, if the upside is met or if, you know, the the, the February, March 2022 version of Caleb Love shows up in Tucson, that's one of the most dynamic guards in college basketball. Doesn't have to do it alone. And so I'll just, yeah, I'm excited to watch it all unfold. I'm curious to see how it all unfolds as well. What I'm impressed too is that Tommy Lloyd obviously took inventory this this offseason of some things that he probably needed to work on, at least as far as the roster goes. And you know, it's easy when you're 60 or 61 and 11 to just sit here and say, nope, we're good. Don't need to do anything else. He clearly decided that he needed to get tougher, that he needed to be able to get and to be able to get more ball handling right there. And we're, we'll talk about it right here. Kashad Johnson, you're a big fan of Kashad Johnson 
Watson. Yeah. And that, to me, is kind of the epitome of what Lloyd was looking for this offseason. Sure, he's not as shoeless to Bellas. He's not going to drop 22 a game. But you know what? You're going to get a great defender. You're going to get a lot of rebounds, a guy that can run the court. And he'll probably get 11 and 8, 12 and 8, just because it's a different style of play right there, Aaron. Yeah, I mean, my, my talking point on Keyshawn Johnson since he entered the portal and since he really put out that final five or six that included Arizona and Kentucky, um, if Keyshawn Johnson was a 38% three-point shooter, he wouldn't have been choosing between Arizona and Kentucky. Right. Um, forget, he wouldn't even be going back to San Diego State. Like, he would have been in the NBA three years right. ago if he could shoot 38%. And so that's what you're getting is a dude that does all of the other stuff. As you said, super athletic defends tough um just he has an nba frame to him and so the the skill level isn't probably where you would want it to be but again if the skill level was where wouldn't be here he'd be gone he'd be playing for the phoenix suns he's he's actually a guy that the suns kind of need right now too to be perfectly honest but that's for another show on the network that maybe i'll I'll join another time to to discuss the suns offseason needs but like no like there's so much to like about him I thought he was a perfect piece for Arizona. Um, the Kentucky fans, when it was clear that he was seriously considering Kentucky, was asking me about him. I thought he was a perfect fit for Kentucky as well. So for these Wildcats, the Tucson Wildcats, to get him, I think it's a big step up. And then I think the other thing really quick, um, there is only one ball to go around. We know Caleb Love's going to get his shots. We know Jaden Bradley's going to get his shots. And it's not to say Keisha Johnson can't or won't get his shots. Um, but if, if he's a guy that is willing to buy in, and I, 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 part of why he left San Diego State was probably for a bigger offensive role, but if you can still do the things that you did at, at San Diego State that made you so appealing, I think that's a huge, huge, huge win for Arizona. Yeah, and you know what? The, what's fascinating to me too is that you know Tommy Lloyd's been beaten up by some people. Well, you know the recruiting wasn't there. The recruiting isn't there. Well, you got Carter Bryant coming in a year, top five player. You got Jamari Phillips, top twenty five as well. But to me, I think it really served uh, notice though, Aaron, that. Yes, I can recruit because, again, Kentucky wanted Kashad Johnson. This wasn't like they were just bringing him in to be roster filler. This is the kind of player that on John Calipari's best teams, he always has, you know, the stars, but he'll have a DeAndre Liggins. I mean, obviously a different type mm, good of player. Name drop there. That was good. Dude, but, you know, yeah, I got that something stored up here. But, Who's you know, the uh, Arizona equivalent of DeAndre Liggins. I can't even I don't know enough Arizona history oh, to think about it. That's a oh, that's a, that that's a great question. It, it He's a different kind of player, but like Parker Jackson Cartwright, only much, much, much bigger. Yeah, a, a billion times better. But yes. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, continue. Continue. I, I, you got me all distracted here, but no, yes, no, you're, you're right. But you're right. Continue. I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, you're, you're good. But that's those are the when his Calipari's teams were the best. When you've got the stars, when you got the walls and the, uh, you know, the Anthony Davises, you know, no duh. But you've got the guys that will play defense, the players that will get rebounds and whatnot. And again, he, I think he would like you said, I think he would have been a perfect fit at Kentucky. And for Tommy Lloyd to get him was a real coup, especially when Johnson went and visited Kentucky after Arizona. That is a very important point. And, you know, obviously, I think, you know, it's something you you probably talked about on this show, but I think Arizona felt really good about where they were with Kashad Johnson. And then um, I think Kentucky did a lot to try to sway him and almost maybe pull off the, uh, you know, the, the proverbial upset, if you will, to get him. So to to withstand the John Calipari late recruiting push, huge win for Arizona. And again, I, I think he's a piece I don't think it's hyperbole to say Arizona probably hasn't really had a piece like him, at least under Tommy Lloyd, since he's been there. 
And those are the kind of, it's cliche, but those are the kind of pieces that help you win in March. Uh, We saw it obviously this year. So I really like the the pieces that they got out of the portal this year and and credit to Tommy Lloyd. I I joked, you know, on my show, John Rothstein is always talking about sleeping in May. Tommy Lloyd's the exact opposite. He doesn't even get, so he doesn't even think about what his roster is going to look like until May one, but for him to do what he did with the international guys and obviously uh, Keisha Johnson, Jaden Bradley and Caleb Love in May. It's it's a heck of a run for him over these last five, six weeks. All right, we're going to get to the backcourt right there in a second. But, Aaron, first, have you been to Circle K before? Yeah, I mean, the gas station? Yeah. Yeah, Circle K. Circle K is a sponsor of the show. We want to make sure. Here's here's what I can tell you about Circle K. They serve the toughest areas in Tucson, the nicest areas in Tucson, and that's why we're privileged to be with them. Now, here's the deal with Circle K right here. Let me get the uh, hold on just a second as the my phone froze. Make sure you're not missing out on all the great stuff right now. Text PHNX to 31310 to join their SMS uh, subscriber club and get a buy one, get one free offer on a 32 ounce Polar Pop. CircleK.com slash store locator to find Circle K near you and the tap and bottle watch parties. Aaron, well, you're in the well, you're in the cool studios watching the games. We're here with the people at tap and bottle watching the away games. Check it out downtown or at the Northwest location Aaron when you come to uh, Tucson we're going to take you to tap and bottle right there and to watch a game but again Scott Rebecca do a great job support local what do you got two things one I I do one I need to get to Arizona I just back to Tucson you know I'll tell you straight up um and I think I might have said this on my show on, on your show last time but when I came out for I came out for the UCLA game two years ago and my wife was like in between jobs, like she was at like that that one two week period where she so she came with me and we stayed at that fancy little resort and she loves it. She's like, when are we going back to Tucson? You need to take me back to Tucson. Our anniversary is coming up. What about Tucson? Tucson. So, you know, you might get your boy Torres out there soon. Uh, I don't even know what the resort is called, but it's the nice one. We stayed at it. It was amazing. Um, my other question, how things go? With my boy Gottlieb the other day. I know you had Doug the other day. Uh, yeah, I, I'm filling in for Doug on Wednesday. Actually, he's actually busy this week with some. Very stuff. cool. Very cool. Yeah, All right. Time and place. Plug it right now. What time and place? Where can they find the great Aaron Torres? I mean, should I say it? We'll be we'll be competitors on Wednesday. I'll That's be fine, Aaron. That's fine. You're the man. What uh, where, where can they three, find you? Three to five Eastern, 12 to three Pacific time. 600 Fox Sports radio stations nationwide. I don't know which ones are in Phoenix or Tucson or whatever. So. Very, very cool, dude. Very cool. Like, yeah, when you tweet that out, shoot me a, a text. We'll make sure Arizona fans, big Aaron Torres fans. By the way, when you come out here, you will never buy a drink. You just got to tell us when you're coming out here. I mean, I, 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 my my wife loves Tucson. So, and we came in the winter too. So, you know, it wasn't even the pool wasn't even open. Nothing, but it was a great trip. That, yeah, I wish I knew the name of the resort. I might look it up while you set up the next question. For sure, uh, go ahead. What, what, um, what's the fancy one? There's the, there's a, oh, there's like four or five of them. There's Ventana Canyon. There's La Paloma. La there's Paloma was the one. I already know. La Paloma. Wow, Final you did answer. it right there. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I mean, I asked around. I, I asked around. I said, what's the nice – you know, I had to spoil my little lady while I disappeared to watch basketball games and practices and stuff like that. So It's a great anniversary spot, Aaron. It's in the conversation. It's in All the right. We like hearing that. Soon. Anniversary um, speaking of which, so you mentioned Jane you know, Bradley a little bit. Everybody in Tucson was bummed about not getting Ryan Nemhart. Speaking uh, of my anniversary, Jaden Bradley, what I don't, I don't, I don't see the uh, 
That, that was a quick that was a quick pivot right there. Watch this. Watch what I'm okay, going to go, go right okay, there. Okay, okay, okay. We curious. are coming up on the three-week anniversary of Jaden Bradley committing okay, to the okay, University okay. of Arizona. Okay, that was good. That was um, good. It was a stretch, but no, it was great. <laughs> the uh, I'm to me, I liked I like this for a variety of reasons. Like with Ryan Nemhard, obviously Arizona fans were really bummed when we didn't get him. But bringing in Jaden Bradley, I think helps in a variety of different ways. Last year, if you watched Arizona as you did, there weren't really guys that could penetrate on this team that could get into the lane. I mean, Kerr, for all of his qualities, wasn't really a penetrator. Ramey wasn't really that dude either, and Pella wasn't either. Now you got Kylan Boswell starting, who we're going to get to in a second. But Jaden Bradley is that either that shooting guard or that super sixth man off the bench is a player that, while not a great shooter, specializes in getting in the lane. I'm excited to see because that's an aspect that Arizona hasn't had under Tommy Lloyd. I mean, the, the backcourt is just so much more dynamic and interesting um, next season. And Jaden Bradley's a big part. I'm a big Jaden Bradley guy. I know people say, oh, you know, his role diminished at Alabama as the season went on. Like part of that was a um, name that's very familiar to Arizona fans. You know, Javon Quinterly was there. Yep. Um, you know, Mark Sears as a veteran. Like like Nate, Nate Oates rode the veteran hot hands. Like I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But you look early in the season, Jaden Bradley played well, and the tools are obviously there. Right. So, again, I, I understand the shooting isn't where it needs to be. Another player, if the sh- if he was a 38% three-point shooter, he might be in the NBA right now. Right. Or he might be in the NBA draft process as we, as we speak. So I just bring it up because you're right. I don't think Arizona in the Tommy Lloyd era has had a guard quite like him. And I, I do think that the pieces, you know, Boswell, Love, and Bradley all do fit very nicely together. I'm telling you, man, like, I don't think it's an exaggeration to say, um, like, they're going to be one of the more intriguing teams to watch in college basketball because of all these new pieces and how they all fit. Yeah, for sure. And uh, Gottlieb, your guy, by the way, tell the people again, when are you filling in? Uh, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 Pacific time. Very cool. Gottlieb, uh, Gottlieb made the point, too, where he said, well, looking at Arizona's roster from last season, he said, listen, man, he said, you need to get more dynamic on the perimeter. He said, Tommy Lloyd did a great job with that team. And again, I get the offense, but in college basketball, you've got to have guys that can make plays off the bounce. Yeah. It just makes everybody's job easier because there's there's going to be times in a game when things slow down and you you got to look over to somebody and again, not comparing them to Ben, ben Matherin, but saying, Ben, you got to get us that bucket right there. And Arizona's got that now. And that again, that to me, I was curious to see how Arizona was going to uh, orchestrate this offseason because, again, Kerr did a lot of good things here. But if you're starting Kerr and Pella Larson right there, you're going to be limited from a ball handling perspective, no matter who you bring in at the two. There's no doubt. Um, and, you know, I it, it's funny, right, because – I think I had Arizona coming into this past season, 21, 22, 23. I had them, I don't know, somewhere probably 15 to 20. Right. And I bring it up because I think for most of the season, especially in the non-con, I think that Arizona largely overachieved. And mm-hmm. so, but there, listen, I, there's a ceiling that you do need NBA talent. And I do think Caleb Love, if it clicks, is a potential NBA player. Jaden Bradley, if it clicks, is a potential NBA player. Um, and it's funny, I know this is an Arizona show. I'm not trying to to, to pivot to another school, but we right, always can pivot to UConn. Well, no, 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 no. I, I was gonna say I think this has been part of Kentucky's problem the last few years. Everybody wants to crush Calipari. He sucks, he's overrated, he's always been overrated. It's like he had a, a you know, 
he's always when he said that elite playmaker, they've been elite. John right. Wall. Um, you know, you go on and on down the list, and even this year, they they struggled early. Uh, and then they moved Cason Wallace, who's going to be a top 20 pick in the NBA draft to point guard. He starts making plays and their season takes off. Now it ends in disappointment in the second round, but it doesn't change the fact that when he had an NBA caliber dude with the ball in his hands, everything changed. And so again, there's a few steps for Jaden Bradley. There's a few steps for Caleb Love. There's a few steps for Kylan Boswell. But if it clicks, the upside of each of those three guys, with due respect, is higher than Kirk Kreisa and obviously some of the other guys that, that they've had over the last year or two. What are your expectations for Kylan Boswell this season? I, I don't really know, to be right. honest, because it's hard to know. I mean, he's coming off injury. He was 17 years old, as you know, right. has been talked about quite no a bit. Way. Um, so he was young and, and he was coming off injury. And so he definitely had flashes. I mean, he had flashes in moments where – you could see the five-star stuff. And then, you know, there were a lot of times where he looked like a freshman. But I also thought, um, you know, credit to him, showed up at Arizona, um, you know, did his rehab, got back on the court. But also from the outside, and maybe you heard things differently within Tucson, seemed to accept, okay, this is a stepping stone year for me. Get comfortable in the Pac-12. Get comfortable in college basketball. And the keys are going to be handed to me as a sophomore. And so that was something that that I – really appreciated and liked is that he seemed comfortable in his role last year. Whereas we see in college basketball time and time and time again, look at the transfer portal, the number of guys that were expecting something as a freshman, it didn't click. And then they immediately left. So I respect that, that he came in, understood his role, understood he wasn't going to be the guy. And now he has a chance to be, I, I don't want to put expectations on him. Cause I don't think it's fair. Cause I don't think we really know, but he is an intriguing piece. And again, I think he is going to be as much as we want to talk about Caleb Love and Jaden Bradley and all that. I do think he's going to be the engine that makes everything go. All right, let's talk about where Arizona rack, uh, hangs in the Pac-12 right here. But first, Foco. All right, now you might say, "How can I look cool?" Foco is here for you. Foco has always had our back for Arizona sports, and they can have yours too. Get the best gear around by visiting Foco.com and use code word PHNX for all non-presale items. Use the promo code to get PHNX for ten percent off. We've had coaches on the team come on and have told us that they were uh, wearing stuff that they got from Foco without even being prompted. That's how cool Foco is. Let's uh, check it out. Okay, Jacob, if you could pull up that graphic right there of Arizona's roster for this coming season, I want to get Aaron's uh, take on this. Um, when I thought for the longest time, Aaron, I was all in the uh, USC camp because, again, you got Isaiah Collier, you got Boogie Ellis, you got Bronny, you got Big Vince up front. But Gottlieb said something the other day or uh, that also – he said, you know, listen, he said, when your best players are freshmen, he said, it can be kind of hard to win. And we got Gottlieb on here to say that he thinks that right now, he thinks that he would probably pick Arizona to win the conference. Now, do you want to uh, follow that same suit or do you want to go uh, in a different direction? I would pick Arizona. I would. Um, and I wouldn't have said that three weeks ago. I, I don't know if I would have even said it even after Keisha Johnson. Like, I think you get him and then you get love and the pieces are so there. I think their pieces are better. They're veteran. They have guys with something to prove. Listen, I like USC. Um, but I, I think what Doug said is fair. As good as Isaiah Collier is, it is probably going to be an adjustment. Um, Bronny. I, I think, listen, everybody from Bronny on down 
understands that like he is a piece to the puzzle. And, and that's one thing, you know, talking to some people over there, like when they recruited him there from the James family, from Bronny, there was never a demand of we need right. this many shots. We need a starting spot. And I would actually take it a step further and say that I, I don't know if Reese Dixon Waters and Trey White, two, two really good wing players, mm-hmm. if they don't leave via the portal, I don't yeah. know if USC really goes after Bronny James, but they had a spot on the floor for him. Um, and they obviously needed a plug and play guy and he became that. So I like USC, but, and I get it, by the way, if you, if you are somebody that does believe in USC, Boogie Ellis is a fifth year guy. Uh, Isaiah Collier is one of those few freshmen that probably is going to be able to step into college basketball and pretty much make an impact right away. But I would actually probably lean Arizona um, because of uh, really specifically because of the pieces that they've added really in the last two or three weeks. Yeah, and and I didn't think that we would be there. And, you know, I'm actually going to push back a little bit on this. When you watch Bronny James, I think a lot of people think that, uh, you know, that LeBron's going to be this overbearing father and whatnot. But when you watch when you watch Bronny, Bronny plays basketball the right way. He doesn't go out there and he doesn't over dribble. He plays good defense. He shoots the three. He's not really this kind of, you know, this ball hog, you know, ball siphon or, you know, that I think a lot of people think that he was going to be. I think he's going to be a very productive college player, not an All-American, but I think he's going to be a winning type player. He is. And, you know, all I can tell you is what I've been told. And what I've been told is, like I said, the family didn't demand anything, a starting spot, playing time, whatever. And I would also add, if you go back to his Sierra Canyon days, he was essentially a role player with other really good right. players. As a freshman, before the pandemic, as crazy as that sounds, I saw him with Zaire Williams, another name that Arizona right. fans are oh, familiar yeah. with, uh, who plays in the NBA right now. BJ Boston, who's in the G League, I believe. As a junior and, and a sophomore and junior, he played with Amari Bailey, who was obviously an all uh, Pac-12 freshman kind of guy last year at UCLA. So he has played with other very good players throughout his time. And I, I, I even at Sierra Canyon, there was never a, he has to be the star. He has to be the focal point and, you know, whatever. Can, will things change? The spotlight changes, by the way on the 1% of 1% of 1% chance that LeBron himself, the senior LeBron senior isn't playing next year. Does that make him more involved? Yeah, probably, but I don't think he's retiring, but I just bring it all up to say based on everything, uh, based on all of the messaging that's coming out of USC, I don't get the sense that they, that, that the James family is being heavy handed in what is expected of Bronny this year. All right, we're going to talk about realignment here in a second because, again, Aaron's uh, Aaron's alma mater could be partnering here with some people here in the Southwest, just throwing that out there. But first, OGs. Now, a lot of people have a hard time sleeping at night. OGs is here. A lot of people just want to feel relaxed and watch uh, TV in the evening. OGs is here as well. Um, here's the deal. You can get uh, the Aquaberry Sleep Edition, CBN-THC, 2 to 1 ratio to flavor your dreams. Again, the CBN, or CBN compound that specifically helps with rest, relaxation, or you can also get the Pink Lemonade dropping on June 21st as well. Find them at your local dispensary at OGsBrands.com. Must be 21 years or up to enjoy responsibly. Okay, Aaron. Real quick, before we get into it, can I ask you a question? Of course, you can ask me whatever you want. Obviously, I am the, you know, hopefully knowledgeable guy on the portal guys and and some of the guys that were returning last year. 
I've seen what is it four or three international players commit in the last couple of weeks. Are any of them expected to play big roles next year? Um, yes. Uh, Paul, uh, Paulus Morauskas, who is not official yet is probably going to be the one that will play. Um, and then you've got, obviously you got, uh, Montias Crevis, who's seven foot two or seven, two, two You got Conrad Martinez. I don't, I think Martinez is going to be more of kind of a practice type player and whatnot. But the one guy I think is Morauskas who is expected to probably play, but as we found out, though, here, it's really hard with the internationals to be able to um, because everybody thought Henry Vasar was going to come in as a top 35 guy. and He played a little bit, but he wasn't really a difference maker. And the other two guys that Lloyd's brought in so far, at least internationally, uh, weren't real you know, difference makers. But uh, Paulus Morauskas is uh, the one player that I would imagine will play. And Crevis, again, Crevis is seven foot two, 245 pounds. Uh, Lloyd has been on him for a long time. And, you know, I think some people are frustrated a little bit with the international route. But listen, when you've done what Lloyd did at Gonzaga, he's not bringing in guys just to sit here and whatnot. So those would be the two players that I would look at and say that they got a real chance right there, especially up front. Right. Because, you know, the the perimeter, I think, between Love, Boswell, um, Bradley, Larson and Bradley, that's kind of spoken for right there. So Morauskas and Crevis would be the two that I would look at for sure. Very good. Just curious. I'm just trying to get ahead on my scouting, so I don't have to ask you this in September or October. Aaron, you got my text. You can ask me anything you want ever. Um, all right, let's uh, conference realignment here. I th- most Arizona fans, not all, but most Arizona fans, I think, are ready to move to the Big 12, to be honest with you. Um, and there's a variety of reasons why, but I think that there's a, there's a feeling that there's somewhat of an ineptitude in the Pac-12, or at least there's been, with Larry Scott. And you look at the Big 12, and for all of its flaws, you've got – penciled in right now making 31 and a half million dollars per school you're going to be on espn it's not going to be 85 percent streaming like some of the speculation is for the pac-12 where are you on the whole conference realignment thing and where are you on the future of the pac-12 well the future of the pac-12 in my opinion i think some of the information that both i've gathered and i've seen other people report including jason Shear, who comes on this show Ooh. regularly right. um I think for the first time, the Pac-12 might survive. Now, is it going to survive with the current existing 10 teams? That feels much less likely. Um, Listen, I I don't think I'm breaking shattering news here. I think Colorado's out, and I think it's going to happen very soon. Um, I do too. You know, you just – I mean, beyond just the the, the rumors and the innuendo – the guy really pushing it, from my understanding, is Deion Sanders. I mean, he, the he, exact same thing. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, I want to be careful what I say here. He's not from Texas, but, you know, most of his adult life has been spent in Texas. He's got a, a ranch there. He wants to recruit there. He wants to spend as much time as he can. Kids there. went to high school in Texas. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, and so, you know, and I think Colorado, they're kind of all in on the Dion thing, right? Like, like literally they've changed the, the admission standards, the, the transfer standards, like they've right. changed everything for this guy. Um, and if, you know, I think there's two variables. If he works, you're going to need money to keep him, to keep his staff, to build up the NIL. And I know NIL isn't directly tied to the school, but, but you need funding. Um, and I don't know if it's going to come from the PAC 12 and then two, if you lose them, you need to be darn sure you're on stable footing because we don't know what the Pac-12 will be. Right, and right. if it and if it survives this round, but what about five years from now? Then that's a totally different deal. So 
I think Colorado's gone. I Yeah, go ahead. No, and I was going to say, I think Arizona, everything is trending to that as well. You know, I, I actually listened to a little bit of your interview with with the Arizona AD, Dave, Dave yeah. Heaky or Heckey or however you say it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said all the right things. Um, but, but, you know, I think from what I've gathered, and my alma mater is included in these conversations. Oh, we're going to get to your alma mater. Well, what I would say is I, I why I think Arizona would be favored behind Colorado is – I think the Big 12 has kind of shifted its intentions in realignment. I I do think a year ago it was let's pillage the the Big 12. Whoever wants to come, let's come on board and let's make sure we strengthen us while weakening weakening another conference. But I think over the last short amount of time, I don't know if it's a couple weeks, a couple months, I think, and I've talked about this on my show, I talked about it on my show today, the Aaron Torres podcast. Go ahead and download it after you listen to this show. Where can Uh, they find it? Spotify, uh, Spotify, Apple, YouTube, wherever you get your own. Gotcha. Yes, everywhere, everywhere, baby. So, uh, you know, whatever. So, like, I think that they've basically decided our 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 mission at this point is we are never going to catch the SEC in football. We'll never catch the Big Ten in football. So let's have a very good football product, but let's make sure the basketball product is the best possible product it can be, so that whatever the next round of realignment is. Um, you can't just break off without the big 12, you know, and I, and I know the break off conversation is weird and what does it mean? But like at some point it feels as though the ACC is not going to survive. And it feels as though at some point the big 10 and the SEC are going to expand again. And so I think Brett, your Mark's take is this is why we're pursuing Gonzaga. This is why we're pursuing UConn. This is why maybe Arizona is a priority outside of Colorado of the PAC 12 schools. Let's right. put together the best basketball conference that we can so that, you know, whatever the next round of college sports realignment is, we can talk about how big football is and it's huge and it's the, you know, 10,000 pound monster or whatever the term is. Right. But that NCAA basketball tournament TV contract is still worth like $800 million a year. And you can't run a real tournament without Arizona and Kansas and Gonzaga and UConn. UConn, And I'm not saying all four of those schools are definitely going to be in, but my guess is that is not even my guess. I'm, I'm certain that is why those schools are being prioritized. And see, and see, I've always felt that basketball is yes. I get, just like you said, I get that football is the, uh, the the monster in the room. Everybody gets that, but I've always felt the people that said that basketball doesn't matter. I, I don't believe that for a second. Um, and for the very reasons that you put out there right there, you know, a big part of the reason that a lot of these big 12 schools are going to be getting close to 50 million is a lot of the bonus stuff that comes with the success in the NCAA tournament right there. Guess what? When you got Kansas, you're probably going to get a little bit extra money right there as well. But it's exciting to think about it because for the longest time, the ACC has always been thought of as the best basketball conference. Um, and you know, and they're given a lot of credit for that. Duke, Carolina, all of that. If the Big 12 has Kansas, Gonzaga, UConn, Arizona, Baylor, and I can keep going. You got Houston, you're going to be adding in a cup uh, as well. There is and other schools as well. That's impossible to ignore, Aaron. And on top of that, too, when you're a basketball school, that's why it's so enticing to so many people here in Tucson is joining that. Because I think and honestly, I think a lot of people are concerned that the Pac-12 with the out the L.A. schools when it comes to basketball is it's kind of the Mountain West. I mean, there's not, not good, a lot man. there, man. It's not good. And, you know, it, it's wild because you look I mean, even this coming year, I mean. 
if Tommy Lloyd doesn't do the work that he did in the portal, uh, USC right. with, you know, like USC's good, right? But there was no second team until Tommy Lloyd got to where I know people were high on Colorado. Okay, let, let's I'll see I'll believe Colorado basketball when I see it. Exactly. Um, but you know, it, it really has fallen behind in basketball, and I I don't know why that is. Ironically, I think some like I think Mark Madsen was a really good hire. I, do I don't know where. I don't know where Cal's going to be in five years from right. a conference. I don't know if the Pac-12 will exist or because I think Cal is pretty far down the pecking order in terms of what happens, uh, you know, in the the next round of realignment if the Pac-12 dies. But yeah, it's just it, it, it's it's um it's a weird deal, and I kind of got sidetracked here. But no, it's a it's a weak product, and you're right, and and I think you know this is part of why. I believe Tommy Lloyd's beefed up the out of conference play. I mean, you know, I know it's something right. I'm sure you've talked about, but that game in Palm Springs that I, yeah, I don't think I'm gonna be able to go, but I'm going to try to go on Thanksgiving day right. uh, with Michigan state, you know, obviously uh, you know, some of the other stuff that they're doing, Wisconsin on and on it's because they don't believe that they're going to be really tested in the back 12, especially, Oh, by the way, I don't know what the heck's going on at UCLA. So it's interesting. And then obviously to your point, those two schools will not be there beyond next season. So listen, I think we're all at the point. We all hate realignment. We all wish it was the way it was 10, 12, 15 years right. ago, or at least I do. I wish there was a way for UCLA and USC to stay. I wish there was a way for UConn to stay in the Big East. But if you're talking about, like you said, a $40 million check, as opposed to what Arizona is going to get in the Pac-12, as opposed to what UConn's going to get in the Big East, which will probably be even less, it's hard to turn that money down in an ever-evolving landscape. Right. And the thing is, too, and we'll get to this uh, streaming real quick before we sign off here. But to, oh, also become a Phoenix diehard today. PHNX. Check out PHNXLocker.com to grab your membership to receive exclusive content, discounts on all events and merch and access to our discord chats. All kinds of fun stuff coming up right here. Um, let's see. We got uh, you got the Diamondbacks takeovers. You got the BetMGM Sportsbook things. First Friday of every month. Free to enter. All kinds of good stuff. Um, sportsbook matches giveaways you name it they've got it um when it comes to streaming the i believe streaming is the wave of the future but i don't believe that that future is right now i believe that that's still something like four or five years off so when i see people trying to say well don't worry the pac-12 will just do streaming Aaron, if that was the case, if, if streaming was that great of an idea, the Big Ten and the SEC would be doing that at a much higher right. rate than they're doing right now and as would the Big 12. I don't think there's any doubt. And I think I understand that is the future, as you said. I just think when it's the option of having an Arizona Washington game on ESPN or ESPN two, or having to find it. Right. I, I we all know what the answer is. I, I'll give you an example. Um, I forget. What was it a, a few weeks ago that I think it was one of the NFL playoff games is going to be on Peacock this year. <laughs> yes. And like, I don't get Peacock and I'm going right. to be honest, like maybe I'm going to have to subscribe for that day. Cause I host radio and we'll be talking about it that night, but like, I'm not excited about the fact that, and I'm not, I'm not trying to like get your right. sympathy card here, but like, I'm not like, like I know it's my job and I'm grateful for what I do, but like I got enough going on without having to try to figure out where everything is. And that's for an NFL playoff game. Right. Like forget you know, I kind of sort of want to watch Arizona State, Utah, but I don't really care that much. And if it isn't like like so I, I'm with you is I think it's easy to sit there and say, oh, you know, it's a, a new era and this is coming and get used to it and blah, 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 blah. 
it just feels like a lot of work um, that I don't I don't think the average consumer is really going to want to do again. Is an Arizona fan going to look for, uh, you know, are they going to find an Arizona football game or basketball game? They will. Same with Oregon, Washington, whomever. But the national audience, the national narrative, the national conversation, let's just say in a, in a hypothetical world, the 10 teams in the Pac-12 stay together. Right. And imagine, you know, Oregon is, you know, let's say for the sake of the conversation. Arizona is the definitive best team in college football, and they're getting that auto bid to the 12-team college football playoff out of the Pac-12. But Oregon is sitting there at 12-1, and one, and they're competing with a bunch of SEC schools that we can watch on CBS, or I guess they're off at CBS. Exactly. We can watch every week and da-da-da-da, and nobody can watch Oregon. They're not going to get the benefit of the doubt, and people aren't going to seek them out. So I could go on and on. I- I'm just not – and I-, I think I'm pretty young – I wouldn't call myself super tech savvy, but I just don't think the vast majority of people are going to seek things out. They're just going to find another alternative. He is the great Aaron Torres host at Fox Sports Radio plus the Aaron Torres pod. Now, you also can get even more of Aaron Torres again. Aaron, when can they find you filling in for somebody? A very prominent name as well. Well, I'm filling in uh, for Jason Smith and Mike Harmon at 7 p.m. Pacific tonight. So you can listen then. Actually, with Arizona alum Arnie Spanier, I'll be filling in tonight. Wow. And all then, right. Uh, Wednesday, I'll be with uh, with uh, I'll be filling in for Doug Gottlieb at 12 Pacific, 3 Eastern. So. All right, Aaron, you need, to keep, you need to keep working on the wife to get down here again. Lots of great places. And again, for an anniversary, nothing better than coming down to Tucson and not having to pay for anything. I think everyone called me bougie by saying that I stayed at La Paloma, though. I think in the messages there was there was uh, don't stay there, stay here instead. So no, you're good. La Paloma is great. You can never go wrong with La Paloma. Plus, you enjoyed your time there. That's all that matters. I did, I did, yeah. and my wife did, and that's really all that matters. So. That, that is yes, happy wife, happy life. The bet, yeah. the, the truest cliche that has ever been put out there, right? So yes, yep. Last He's question. There. What What's is up? that? Bam- is that a bamboo ladder in the background? What is it? That? Is it is my? Uh, I have a my grandfather constructed this okay. about uh, uh, I don't know about eight years ago or whatever, and I've always been looking for a place to put it, and I decided that I was going to put it right there, and I don't know exactly what it's doing, but Aaron, it's going to be there for eternity. It's a it's a metaphor for Arizona athletics. They're on the way up. They're climbing the ladder. Where does it stop? I don't know, but they'll be good. I've just always seen it in all your videos, and I always wanted to ask. They built their own way, and now they're climbing up the way they made it right there, Aaron. Fantastic, man. Well, thank you for the time, and I had fun as always, my friend. I had fun as always. As always, my man. We'll be listening to you again. Thanks thanks again, Aaron. Thank you. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Mike Luke. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. Ah, hmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.